Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bit of rugby chat now. I haven't done much rugby chat on the show for the last few weeks, given that it's nearly Christmas time, but there's something brewing in my, as you all know, my province of Manawatu. Uh, new coach Mike Rogers came in at the start of this year. I feel like he might have found some holes that could be filled, some improvements that could be made, not only just in Manawatu, but maybe uh, nationally as well. So to find out about this new program and this new focus for Manawatu Rugby, Mike Rogers, as I say, head coach of the Turbos, joins me. Mike, uh, you've got the green light to do something. Uh, could I say it's radical or could I say it's needed? Oh, man, I don't think it's radical, so I don't think you have to look too far. Um other teams in New Zealand that have done well and other sports are probably the best team to have a look at is Penrith Panthers in terms of their Pathways program and I've been invested in that for about 10 years now and I've just won three um, back-to-back uh, NRL titles and and they speak around the importance of the players that play for their first grade team having come through their system and the cohesion that that, you know, that gains for them and that they invest heavily in terms of development of players in their right through the age grade program into the academy and then, and then into the NRL side. So but that's really what we're looking to do is invest in that pathway as opposed to just investing at the top end. And um, you know, People will tell you that Manawatu 2 produces a hell of a lot of talent and if you walk into um, fielding uh, high school and you know, it's pretty impressive the number of All Blacks that that school's created, but the reality is All Blacks, Blacks Ends, All Blacks Sevens players, Blacks Ends Sevens, there's a heap. Um, the reality is most of them don't stay in the region, so now I see there's our role to try and retain them and develop them, and I wish we do that and enable us to do that. So pathways is a word we hear a lot of. You've got to develop pathways for referees, for coaches, and for players. What's been what's been missing in in the pathways of uh, rugby and players provincially? Um, like I think our schools do a great job in terms of developing rugby players and and there's no doubt in Manawatu or two we've got schools that do that and we you know we probably over achieve in that area um, but we want to probably cast the net a little bit wider in terms of that so we're talking about our pathways program starting at under 14 level and going through to under 19 slash under 20 which is you know players that have graduated from high school and come into our academy program and and we're talking about things like having holding an under-14 development day and all under-14-year-olds in the region are most welcome to come along and, and we'll provide them with some coaching and then we'll start monitoring players through their schoolboy rugby and hopefully have three or four or five interactions with them during the year They're coming into our facilities and working with our coaches. And um, like I kind of, 
I think New Zealand rugby does a great job of of probably fostering that talent. Um, but we want to we want to see whether we can do something a little bit different and invest at that at that kind of level as players, both male and female, are coming through our school systems, having a real affinity to the Manawatu Union, and then with a bit of luck, retaining them into our program when they leave leave school. Um, and yet progress to play for the Turbos and Cyclones over time but I guess the key message there is really around how do we develop our talent and support our schools with that and you know it really make people want to stay because historically a whole lot of talent has left the Manawatu region when they've left high school and um, some of those players have gone on to great things but we'd just love to see them playing in a green and white jersey. So it's fostering the relationship more than what it is with the schools at the moment, and, and I say that because I, I learned not long ago, I, I had an Irish correspondent about their setup of schools and club, and basically all the schools over there are, are aligned to Connaught or Leinster or Munster, and so they're part of that program while they're still at school, and then they go into an academy, because in New Zealand, the, the, perceived, uh, the perception I've had is there is a drop-off from school, you, you leave school and you might not necessarily go and play club unless you see a path to be a professional rugby player. Is that the sort of gap you're trying to fill a void? Yeah, there's a, I certainly don't want to say that we're going to step on the school's toes because I think they're doing a really good job. And mm. um, we're just going to offer some more opportunities for players to get development. So we've done a really good job this year in terms of our under-18 camp. A whole bunch of those players went through and played you know, Hurricanes, 18s and New Zealand schools and Barbarians and stuff like that. So just being able to add something in addition to the school programs, build relationships with those players, their parents, further strengthen our relationship with the schools, which is really good. Uh, not taking anything away from them, we want them to continue to you know, prosper and aspire to win national titles. And Fielding just got put at the post on the weekend in the Condor Sevens, and Tommy Boys were top four this year for first 15, which is awesome. Money could have um, won both the... the, the Bills 15s and 7s, so there's no doubt that there's some great stuff happening in the region. We just want to add another layer to that and you know, really look at it through a lens of how do we provide development opportunities for players, how do we retain them in our region, how do we strengthen our club rugby with an influx of players that are leaving school every year or even players that are coming into the region to join our academy because we're doing a good job. So you know, I think that's where the investment needs to go as opposed to let's go and recruit 10 players to play for the Turbos and Ultimately, they don't hang around for very long and um, it's not very sustainable. So, um, no, we're not doing anything probably too differently to say you mean like what Canterbury in terms of what they do. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. It'll be, a, it'll be awesome for our community. What, what do you see in the other MPC provinces and unions that you can glean some ideas off or say that that's sort of the pinnacle or that's sort of the road we want to go down and be like that. Are, are there any examples in New Zealand at the moment? Um, there's probably two that stand out. One is Canterbury with the academy system and the Lincoln Academy and the scholarships that are associated with that. They have a huge amount of talent coming to their region as school leaders. You know, and that really enables them to build a really successful academy program. Those players graduate to become EPC and super rugby players. You know, the best one between kind of rises to the top. So I, I do like the fact that they invest heavily in that area. Um, but they do, they do it on a real big scale. Like we're not talking about that, that type of scale, but still with the same objective of, you know, 
you can get inside opportunities to progress through the system pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and then I think about the, the creativity of Taranaki in terms of what bands he's been able to achieve there and probably just building on work from people before him around. They have a real sense of identity, so they know how they want to play the game, they know the types of players that they want to enter the academy system, the players that are coming through their school systems are all, um, I guess, learning the Taranaki way, which if you have a look at how they attack, it's a lot different to their teams and the rest of the and the rest of the NPC and um, now I take my hat off to them because they've built something really special there and you only have to look at a NPC final with 10,000 people there and to know that they're actually doing some pretty awesome stuff and um, no, it's not that we want to copy other people but I think we've got a huge amount of opportunities for growth it's just a couple of things that we really want to I guess layer into into what we're about so this, um, again, I have perspectives from outside, not from being on the inside. A lot of the focus in NPC, with the fan base and the sponsors, they want to win NPC titles, they want to win Ramfurly Shields, and and almost by default a lot of the funding gets pushed into high performance, into the top teams, into the rep teams. Are you sort of turning that on its head a little bit and saying, we're going to play a medium to long term game here and build our base and the fruits of that labour won't be next year, um, but maybe in the years to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the reality is that it'll probably most likely be the next coach of the two boys and the one after that will benefit from this. And like I can see us having a, a fully homegrown or very close to it two boys side in you know, three or four years' time with you know, 15 to 20 super rugby players in the team. Like we've got the talent coming through the system to enable us to achieve that, provided that we can retain them. Um, but in order for that to happen, we need to invest in the retention of those players, the development of those players, and that's what we're talking about here, as opposed to, oh, we're happy for, you know, a good example is young Logan Wallace, tightly propped on Palmerston North Boys um, College, who's now in the Hurricanes on an NBC a year young, looks really likely that he'll make New Zealand 20s in, in 2024, and but we've had to we've had to invest significantly to keep them in the region, but that's an investment worth worth making. And certainly one of them is you know three or four more that we've got coming through the system that are, are looking really good as well. And we just want I guess we want to retain the best best players that are coming through and, and play the long game and knowing that and you know, he's, he's potentially ten years off being his, his best as a as a professional rugby player. Um, but if we invest now, we'll keep them in the region, which is the, which is the most important thing. And then ultimately, they have some success later on down the track, but people are just going to have to be patient. What's what's the biggest hurdle or the biggest obstacle to keep these talented players in the region? Do, do they leave the region because the rugby infrastructure hasn't been there? Do they leave it for work opportunities or university? What, what's been the biggest uh, stumbling block to keeping them in the Manawatu region? Um. Look, I think I honestly think the biggest issue is credibility, and so you know when we've had periods of time when the, you know, the two bros haven't been winning games, we haven't been having players come through our system and you know, make the Hurricanes or another Super Rugby team. It's really easy for another union to to demonstrate that they are doing those things, mm-hmm. and so you know, we've had some success in recent times with players you know, coming through our system and. and We've got more Super Rugby players this year than we've had um, in a long time, so we're starting to see the, 
you know, the, we're starting to see the fruits of that labour, if you like. So we're starting to build some credibility. But I think with this shift in investment, having more people coaching players coming through the system, investing more in terms of the retention of those players, building relationships with their families earlier, helping our schools where we can in terms of their programs, like all that stuff goes about building some credibility and I guess the, the key thing is it's easy to talk about this stuff and it's much more difficult to do it. So the challenge for us now is to deliver and I'm confident that we've got the people that can do that. Have you got inside the minds of the 16, 17, 18-year-olds and asked them what they want from a province? Yeah, we have, and, and I guess the Fami Mafia Academy manager has done an awesome job of that in recent times in terms of the players that we've retained, and we've also been able to recruit a couple of others from outside the region to come into our academy and fill some gaps, and you know, there's some high-quality players as well. And um, mate, the, the thing about Manuel too is people are passionate about Manuel too, as you know, mm. and we've got to give them something to believe in, though, and we can't just rely on the fact that they you know, want to represent their home province and not give them a whole lot else. So, yeah, yeah. But again, like I say, like by doing this, we're we're just getting hopefully getting some credibility in the community. And what what people really want is they want Manawatu to win games for sure. But they want players that they've known that have come through the school system that they've been watching since they're young men go through our academy, come into the Turbos, go on to play for you know the Hurricanes or another Super Rugby team, and hopefully become All Blacks. And people want to feel like they're part of it. I think the players do as well. I think it's um, it's a really good, positive story, and they want to. It's pretty cool. I like we had, I think, thirteen or fourteen players make their Turbo's debut this year, and about ten of those boys were local, and their families were there when they made their debut, and it's just such an awesome occasion. And we want to be celebrating stuff like that. And I see club rugby in Palmy's gonna. Is it one or two? I know Linton's coming back into uh, senior A. Club rugby, um, you must be confident enough, or the union must have been confident enough. The player depth is there to expand. What had been a dwindling club rugby scene in Manawatu? Yeah, I guess it's uh, the benefit of the strategy is that we're, we're going to be populating club rugby from the bottom rather than from the top. You know, so we we we're talking about fifteen to twenty male rugby players coming into our academy program in twenty twenty four. All those players will be uh, distributed amongst our clubs. A lot of those boys are local. Some of them are from outside the region, or as, as far away as you know, a couple of boys from Barapini, a couple from Wallanui, stuff like that. And then, in addition to that, because we're we're talking around our investment in terms of our pathways program and increasing our coaching resource, we've had a, a number of players that have indicated that they want to come to the region to play club rugby to give it a go to try and make the turbos as well. So. All that stuff really helps, you know, if we think about if we're injecting 25 players a year into the club system and then perhaps at the other end, you know, five, five or six turbos players are graduating to play Super Rugby or off to play in the MLR or whatever, it's a net gain of 20 players still. And but if we can do that for you know, five years, year after year, then the club rugby will be strong again. And I think that is part of our, our remit, I guess, is to really ensure that our club game's healthy and um, I know across the entire country not too many people would be saying that it is so hopefully this goes a, you know, a decent way to try to I guess turn that around Not many provincial unions are flush with cash Mike uh, it sounds semi-expensive um, was it hard to get it across the line about some 
financial investment at the bottom end or at the at the growth bottom of the pyramid to reap benefits later on, or was everyone pretty much on board? Um, the board's been really supportive, and so I, I first pitched this to them in early September. Around this is where I think our investment needs to be. And um, as two of those coach, I've had to put my money where my mouth is as well. So we've redirected $50,000 of our player spend into player retention, mm. and which is significant. So that's effectively two NPC players that we're saying we're, we're happy to have a, you know, a smaller squad in order to uh, make this happen. And then over and above that, the unions come with investment around employing more people to get out there and deliver a, a world-class pathways program and you know, I take my hat off them because you know, times are tough. Most provincial unions are making a, a fiscal loss every year, and it's pretty difficult to see anything other than survival. So um, we're really fortunate that our board's got the foresight to actually look ahead and say, "Hey, where do we want to be in five years' time? How are we going to get there? How can we invest now to enable us to get there?" And I think when you consider the benefits for our rugby community and the long game that we want to play here. Commercial partners will jump on board. It's just going to take a little bit of time for them to have the gain some trust that hey, what we're doing is actually going to work, and um, it's something that they want to support. So uh, we'll certainly be beating the drum around what we're up to, and, and hopefully some of our um, commercial partners will see some value as well. And and that's kind of where it needs to go, right? Is if we can get support from our community around what the strategy is around our pathways program. Um, now we can further increase investment or further increase investment that further increases the health of the club game our academy becomes stronger we retain more players more players graduate to play in the turbos the turbos improve the cyclones improve um, our performance teams win more games and I guess uh, even though I'm the turbos coach the strategy is for both men's and, men's and women's games so we've got significant investment into the women's and girls rugby spaces and um, that's the same thing. We want to be a, a hub for talent, and we've already got the top girls' school in New Zealand, and money to producing a whole lot of talent. And um, if we can, you know, come to the party on our side of it as well, I'm, I'm really um, energised. I guess is the right word to see you know, where the cyclones can go in the next couple of years and produce more super rugby players, and made it um, all really positive stuff. It is. I love the focus on the community game because uh, if you give to the community, they'll give back. Um, and it might take a little bit of time, but it's pretty exciting times. And I love that the comparison with the Penrith Panthers. If Manawatu are anything like the Penrith Panthers in five or six years, Mike Rogers, I'll be ringing you and uh, giving you a Panther roar. <laughs> Mate, absolutely. But um, don't go hanging your head on that. We're just trying to copy a little bit of what they do. <laughs> No, I won't. I know, that's lofty heights, that's lofty heights. I love that there's uh, a union, and it is my union, that are prepared to make a change, prepared to make a difference, prepared, I don't even see it as a risk, but invest in an area that instead of putting band-aids on a province, uh, you've taken a long run up at it, and and, um, can't wait, mate. We will stay in touch to see how it's developing, to see how it's forming, um, because I can only see good things coming out the other end of it. Yeah, thanks, Stefan. Again, mate, really appreciate your support. Uh, you're a top man or two man. And um, yeah, let's, um, let's give us a nudge and see where we get to.